Parents and Guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. All right, all right. That was my son, Rusty. A lot of you may not know, Rusty is high-functioning autistic. He's 23 years old, and I really appreciate him doing that intro for his dad. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today's guest host is Lara Jalice. Laura Jalice shows parents how to guide and teach their children in a way that's enjoyable both for them and their child. Laura has been an avid learner since she was a child, but learning didn't come easy for her. Struggling to learn drove her to do things that were challenging to her and focus on becoming good at them. For example, she overcame failing in mathematics to get a degree in mathematics. But learning was not easy or enjoyable until she learned principles to follow that made it enjoyable and way easier. Lara is a graduate of a brain-based learning method since 2000, and she works with children helping them learn and how to love learning. She teaches parents how to support their child's learning. She has worked with families across the U.S. and Europe since 2009. And on with the show. Thank you very much for being on my podcast, Fearless Parody, today. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me, Stan. I just love what you're doing and how you're helping so many families. So I really appreciate you having me on here oh, as welcome. guests. So I, I'm someone personally who as a child struggled to learn. I had a lot of difficulty learning things. I was failing in math when I was eight, seven and eight years old, and I struggled. And I finally had a teacher that figured this out and helped me. And I still had a very hard time with math, but I eventually just really applied myself and I went on to get a mathematics degree in college. And I was super, super uncoordinated as a kid. I was like, I ran into walls, I trip over things, I was always falling. And so I decided to become a ballerina. <laughs> and I did, and danced uh, professionally in professional productions. Then when at a certain point, I got very injured while I was dancing and had really bad back pain, mm. excruciating, constant chronic. And it was during that time that I was told I had to stop dancing and I figured out I've got to learn a way to move differently, that there's something about how I'm using myself. So I found a way to do that. I found a method that taught that and I learned how to move differently and I went on to dance and I found learning so difficult. I found it just really difficult. I feel like everything I've had to fight my way for up until I studied a method that teaches people how to learn, not just what, but actually the process of how to be a good learner, how to have a, a brain that's a problem-solving brain. And once I learned that, things have become so much easier. I've been able to learn so many new things and more things. And I was so uncoordinated at sports. I was always the last person picked on the team because I just saw the ball somewhere different. I mean, I literally had a hole in my racket. And once I went through this process of learning and, and, and doing and moving in different ways, 
I can now play sports. I'm still not great because I haven't had the years of experience, but I can actually catch a ball. <laughs> I can hit the ball <laughs> most of the time. But anyway, so it's a brain-based learning method called neuro movement. Neuro standing for brain movement. And it's also known by the name of the founder, who is also my teacher and mentor, who is Anat Benyel, Anat Benyel method, neuro movement. So I've worked with a lot of kids using this method, and I always work with the children and the parents in the room, or a parent at least. And so I'm working with the parent too on how to support their child's learning as the child starts doing more and more stuff, like so writing what age levels are we talking about here, uh, age groups, grade levels? Yeah, from birth to adult. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I've worked with, we work with babies a few days old that, you know, are not... Uh, suckling are not able to breastfeed or, or take in nutri nutrients, can't suck to babies who are learning to roll over or sit up, learn to sit up or crawl or walk all the way up to children who are reading, writing, doing math, all the things that we learn to do, speaking, learning to speak. So, yeah. And one of the, um, one of the populations we tend to work with a lot we work with healthy children. I've worked with many of those, but also we work a lot with the special needs children because they mm. have so much need for it. With a lot of special needs kids from all kinds, where it, whether it's on the autism spectrum, cerebral palsy, which is a type of brain injury. So we work with all right, types right. of brain injuries. <clears throat> yeah. And then gen rare genetic disorders, ADD, ADHD, all kinds of all kinds of different kinds of conditions. Wow. Yeah. I think that uh, parents, you know, I I sat back and uh, drink in what she's about to tell you because I, I she says that she can help children mm -hmm. from from infant to adult. So uh, tell us how tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So. One thing that's really interesting that I realize it can be really helpful for many parents to know and to realize is that we actually teach the child how to, how to get what they are wanting. We actually teach them the how of how they're doing it. And one of my favorite speakers has a way of, of illustrating this, I think, which is really great. And one, one of my speakers that I really like is Eric Edmeads. And he has a way of saying it. And just imagine that you're going to take a toddler grocery shopping for the first time. Okay. So <laughs> now you're already laughing, Stan. <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing because I can remember. Go ahead. I can relate. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Was it like you're taking your child was it like they're a ticking time bomb? That you're just wondering when that when that's going to go off. You're just if you listen and lean in real close, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. That you just know at a certain point there's going to be like some some drama. <laughs> Something's going to happen. The when. Say again. The when. The when. The when. The when. The when. The when. <laughs> Right. It's going to happen when is, and you're thinking, you're thinking, this is before you knew, right? You're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to be really efficient. I've got to hurry up and shop. I've got to shop really fast because I only have a limited amount of time. I've got to get this done. And so, so at a certain point, the child starts to 
so you're busy running around the child strapped into the car, buckled in, and they're used to having your attention, right? And now they don't have your attention. You're, you're looking for what you're going to get and getting off the shelf, putting in the car very quickly, as quickly as you can. And the child starts, starts at, starts first with mom, mom, dad, 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 mom, mom, dad, dad, dad. And you're like, yeah, yeah, hold on. I got to get this. I got to get that. And then pretty soon it becomes with the question, why are you getting that one? Why are you getting that one? Ah, and then and then becomes, uh, oh, 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 I want the one with the uh, with the toy. I want the cereal with the toy. No, no, we don't get the cereal with the toy because it has sugar in it. No, we don't get that one. <laughs> and the child is just starting to escalate. And could it happen? The child then at a certain point takes and knocks a jar off the shelf. Could it happen? And then all of a sudden, could it just possibly, is it conceivable that you go to the cart, you look the child in the eyes and you shake the cart a little and you say, stop it. Could that just happen? Well, what is happening here? The child has certain emotional needs. They need to know that they're safe. Yes. They need to know, yeah. They need to know that they have a connection with you. They need to know they have some variety and they need to know that they're important to you. They're significant. Mm -hmm. And these are the four basic emotional needs. And right now, while you were efficiently shopping, those weren't getting met. Right. And so, so when you stop though, and you shake the cart and you look into their eyes, they're, you're connected with them. You're connected with them and dysfunctionally it's just, it's not, it's not the ideal, but there's connection there. Know that you're hundred percent there for them. See what's happening for them in there. And they have variety. Now they knocked something off the shelf, something, the, the, the glass broke. They have some variety because before they were just trapped in this, in this cart, not able to move. So what's happening for the child. If we just go back, just go back in terms of, evolution-wise, just in our DNA, uh, say 250,000 years, if we just go back, what's happening is that every strand of your child's DNA, while you're efficiently shopping, is saying, I'm going to die. Because if in the bush, you take the child and you, 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 you have it with you, and then you put the child down, you lay it down on the ground, and then you go and pick berries, there's a very high possibility that a hyena could come along and get the child. Right, right. And so the child's DNA is going, oh my God, I'm gonna die. My parents are gonna forget me this time. And so they're gonna try to get attention to get that safety of you there totally with them. Okay, all right. So here's the thing though, is that the child, in the child's brain, when you make that connection, you're looking at them in the eye and saying, stop it. They're like, okay, now I've got the connection. I've got my parents' attention. Now I'm safe again. But what just happened for the child is they were just taught how to go grocery shopping. And they're constantly asking me over and over and over again when they want something. And so they, the interviewer said, okay. And then they, in, they independently went and interviewed the kids. And they said, so when you want something, what do you do? And each child knew exactly what they had to do to get what they wanted. They knew their parents' quote unquote formula. So the child would say, well, 
I have to ask 10 times and my mom will say no every time. And on the 11th time I have to cry. And then my mom will say, Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. I didn't know you wanted it that bad. And then she still won't say yes. But then on the 12th time I actually asked her again, she'll say yes. Some children, some children were so amazing said it was like 40 times that they had to nag their, they had to ask their parent. <laughs> the parents saw this and they were so shocked. They were shocked. They had no idea that they had a formula. So, so yeah, they had a formula, they had a plan. So, okay, <laughs> I know how to get what it is we need to get. You know what? You remind me something. Uh, when I was a child, my siblings and I, we knew. We knew that when my dad sat in his easy chair and he took a nap, that was the time to go ask him for something because he would say yes to anything. <laughs> so we would do that. And then my mom made a new rule. Hey, anything you ask your dad while he sleep, that you, you need to come ask me because whatever he says, uh, it, it doesn't count. It only counts when you come ask me when he's sleeping. So... I I remember that. I was guilty of that. I know some parents are back out there. If they truly thought about it and owned up to it, they were guilty of that. So why not? Why should their children not be any different? Love it. Love it. Yeah, well, it, it just shows the intelligence of their child. I mean, how smart it is and brilliant that they figured out to get what they want takes a certain a certain way to do it. Now we can use that. We can use that to both advantages for the health of both to make it easier for the parent and the child. And my actually my teacher of the method that I, I teach and do, Anat Benyel, has this, she talks about what happened with her when she was parenting her, her daughter. And, and her daughter would, uh, as soon as, so Anat would come home from work and her daughter would come home from school. They, they had a time the same. And the daughter would immediately walk in the door and say, I want ice cream. I want a new doll. I want this. I want that. And it just barraged her with all these wants. And so at one point, Anat sat her down and said, look, honey, I, I, I want to give you what you want. This is, this is, I, I want to, as a parent, I'm mom, as a mom, I want to give you what you want. And yet I'm going to tell you how to do it so that you can get what you want. And she actually told her daughter what to do. She said, when, when you come home from school, when you walk in the door, tell me about how your day was. Just tell me a little bit about how your day was. Do that first. And then, and then ask me about my day, how my day was. And then she said, after that, now wait 10 minutes, go to your room for 10 minutes and then come out and then ask me for the first thing, only one thing that you want first. And I will probably most likely say yes to it if I can get it for you. And so, so the daughter started doing it. She started doing it. Uh, and what, I want you to hear that because what she's talking about here is teaching your child how to be self-led by not only giving them a formula, but a way to positively process things and, and ask questions in a respectful manner. That's truly amazing. Go ahead. Yeah. What was really, what I also love about the story is that 
at one point, Anat overheard her daughter talking to one of her friends on the phone. And the, the daughter said, oh, really? You, you, you're having trouble getting what you want from your mom? Well, I can tell you how to get what you want from your mom. It works with my mom every time. And she told her exactly, word for word, basically what her mom had told her. And, and she didn't, and Anat hadn't realized how she had taken it so much to heart and listened to every word of it. And so she told her, her she was telling her little friend this to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, giving them that, that positive way to, uh, to do things. Wow, that's great. That's great. They are little learning machines. Uh, let, yeah, sorry, Stan. Yeah. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. And just to go back to the whole idea of the shopping story. So going grocery shopping, if you were to take your time and really connect and go, oh my goodness, look, we're in the store. And what are we doing in the store? Oh, do you see that over there? Oh my goodness, shall we go over there? Let's go over there and see that's very bright and red. Oh my goodness, what is it? And you show the child, I mean, you would have to, you would have to take much more time and not think so much in terms of the efficiency, but to really include the child in the process of it. And there may be a certain point where it would be a good idea to take the child out of the car, out of the strapped in and hold them and walk with them a little bit or hold their hand and let them walk around a little mini break where you're not even doing the shopping. You're just walking with the child. And then you pick the child back up. You can put them back in the cart, do a little more shopping. So you, or you can do a little shopping while they're walking around, but you, you kind of change it up and make it more of an interesting exploration time to connect while you're doing your, your thing that you need to do, which is to shop. And maybe the first time you don't make it that long, you, you, because a, a younger child doesn't have that much ability to, to do something like that. You'd make it very short, but make it very successful for the child. Mm-hmm. So you teach them how to go shopping with you. And then the next time, and maybe you do like two shopping trips in a day, who knows, instead of one bigger one, or you do them several times spread out the week and you, you break it up and you make it like a fun adventure. Oh, we're going to go shopping together and we're going to only, and you only spend like 10 minutes in the store and you only get like 10% of what you need, but then you go back the next day. I, you know, I don't know, but in a way you make it part of a fun thing and you teach them how to go shopping. Wow. Uh, I really like how you teaching our, and, uh, you know, what you have to say about making connections, because that too is a connection and, and working with them this way and taking control of the asking in the household so that it, it's not nagging. You have taught your child how to come to you and, uh, and ask for the one thing that they need rather than the 10 things that they want. Well, moms, dads, guardians, that's the end of our show for today. I hope you'll come back and join us for part two. But until that time, I challenge you to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.